What is your unfair advantage? What is something that you have going for you that other people don't? What is something you've experienced that other people haven't experienced? And how can you use that to better yourself as an entrepreneur? Your unfair advantage is the sum of your skills, knowledge, experiences, and network. Now, when you're starting out on your entrepreneurial journey, let's say your entrepreneurial experience hours are at zero, but any successful entrepreneur has put in their 10,000 hours. And investing 10,000 hours sounds like a massive thing to do, but it's about mastering your craft. And along the process of putting in your 10,000 hours, you might find bits of success or you know a big success. But basically, the idea of putting in 10,000 hours is about being committed and practicing your craft to a point where you become a master of your craft. And this can lead to you having a deep understanding of your industry and having a higher likelihood of success. You'll struggle to find any sports person, creative or entrepreneur who hasn't put in their 10,000 hours. And that kind of comes from having a passion for what you're doing or a curiosity with what you're doing, which, you know, leads back into the previous two episodes about finding your why and having resilience. Putting in 10,000 hours, you have to be resilient. You have to have a purpose. It's also part of the process of exploiting your unfair advantage. You've got to put more time into building that skill set that no one else has in order to get success. So something that you're passionate about, something you have a purpose for doing, something that you are uniquely skilled at, putting in 10,000 hours into that is a surefire way to increase your chances of success. And if you're passionate about it and building your expertise, again, success is just a byproduct of that. Successful people don't try to fit in. They stand out, they embrace what makes them unique, and they use that to their advantage. Along the way of putting in your 10,000 hours, you'll meet people, you'll build connections, and this is something that's really, really important as an unfair advantage. Well-connected people have an unfair advantage in building influential networks and contributing to other people's success and their own success in business. So the more people you know, the easier it will be for you to tackle an issue or to tackle a problem you might come up against because they might have gone through that problem before, being able to help you save time, or they may know someone that can help you. It's really important to stay well-connected in today's world, and it's much easier than it was before. You can use things like LinkedIn or Twitter, Instagram, depending on what kind of market you're working in or depending on what kind of network you're trying to build, whether that's a creative network or a professional network. Social media has really changed the landscape for networking, but I still highly recommend going out there in person and meeting people face-to-face or belly-to-belly, as I like to call it, There's no other alternative for meeting people in person. And I know some people are sat here listening, thinking, oh, but I live in a place where there's not much going on. Well, go to that place where people are. If you're in the US, go to New York, go to Los Angeles, go to one of the big cities. If you're in England, go to London. If you're in Portugal, go to Lisbon. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Go to the place where things are happening already and that, will be your key to building your professional network. Obviously, if you're in the Middle East, go to Dubai, go to Saudi Arabia. If you're over further, you know, west and you're in China, go to one of the main cities in China. Do not sit out on the fringes of a country and be like, oh, well, I tried to network, but no one around here is doing what I'm doing. Go out and meet people, be your genuine self, be sure to tell people what you're doing. And I can't stress this enough. Find out what they're doing. Find out what they're struggling with. 
What industry are they in? What kind of things are they having issues getting done that you might know someone that can help them or you yourself might help them? It's really powerful to be a connector of people because then people gravitate towards you and want to be part of your network because they know that you know people that could help them or you are the person that could help them. That is such an invaluable resource. And I've seen it time and time again. Loads of people would look at somebody and go, but what does that person actually do? they connect people together and they take a little cut off the top. And that is a business in and of itself is, you know, being a connector of people. But in this case, we're talking about building a network that benefits your business or your entrepreneurial journey, as well as you being a key part of other people's success and their entrepreneurial journey. So please keep in mind the importance of building your network. And for me, an example of building my network virtually is this podcast. I want to say about 99% of the guests I've had on this podcast, I haven't met in person. A lot of them have been either I've reached out to them online or they've reached out to me online to be on the show. And now they're part of my network. I have their details. I can contact them. I can pick their brains or I can just be like, hey, what's up? What's going on? How's things going with you since we last spoke on the podcast? What's the business looking like from now till then? And you'd be surprised how many people don't reach out to someone not wanting anything. And sometimes that can catch people off guard, but I highly recommend get networking online, but also get networking in person. I do regularly network in person. I go to lots of events and lots of places to network with people. And if you really, really are struggling to find or think of something in your local area to do with regards to your business or a place to network, then you need to get to one of those big cities. Whether that means you travel up there once a month or once a year or something like that to a big industry event, or you move to a bigger city or to a place where that thing is happening which really feeds into what I'm trying to talk about next, which is adaptability. You have to acknowledge that as an entrepreneur, you have to adapt. There's changing situations. And like I just said, you might need to change the city you live in, or you might need to change the way that you approach people for networking opportunities. You might need to make changes over the course of doing your 10,000 hours. Your adaptability is the biggest, biggest unfair advantage that you could have going for you. And that's something that a lot of people will have going for them is their ability to adapt and change to the situations that the world throws at them. The biggest example recently being COVID. A lot of people had to change their full business models or their business plan to adapt to this massive change in the way that we worked and lived. Now, hopefully we're not due a big kind of world disrupting event like that but I would definitely say in general in your business be adaptable be nimble be able to change things at the drop of a hat or when you have new information so long as it fits in with your purpose I don't see why you shouldn't change what you're doing and obviously if you change what you're doing to the point where every other week or every other day or every other month you're thinking no this business is rubbish I'm going to do this I'm going to do that then you have to kind of look at okay why am I doing what I'm doing and how can I get better at this so adaptability more so would look like in the sense of having a business or an entrepreneurial journey is what are my competitors doing that I could be doing better than them? And this is something you see a lot in business is having a small business and being considered an underdog. You can strategically navigate the market by being agile, innovative, and more adaptable compared to larger, more established competitors, simply because you have less people, procedures, and processes to weigh you down. And realistically, adaptability is something that has benefited a number of businesses over time. 
An example that springs to mind is Dropbox. They initially had a small team and they competed effectively with larger players in the cloud storage industry. Now their offering was that they were better on price and they had a more kind of user-friendly interface. All these things that you're able to do as a smaller business, which is talk to each customer individually and get a feeling for what's going on with them and what the pain points are. That is something that can be part of your adaptability, being able to change with the market trends or change with the user's needs. As a small business or as an entrepreneur starting out, that is something that you have going for you. You haven't got years of experience. You may not have experienced financial hardship or, or a recession just yet. So those types of things aren't hindering you on your journey of not having experience. They're actually allowing you to have the ability to adapt to situations quickly because you aren't scarred by the past and if you're going to be adaptable it takes an insane level of focus you really need to pay attention to what you're doing and i find that taking magic mind is a way to stay focused stay adaptable and to do my best work i've personally experienced so many benefits such as not having that weird caffeine crash that you can have once you've had far too many coffees in a day and that clarity and mental focus is sustained throughout the day. All the ingredients in Magic Mind really just kind of help for focus, energy, and relieving stress. Ashwagandha, turmeric, matcha, cordyceps mushrooms, lion's mane's mushrooms, and a whole host of other things have helped me have reduced stress, improved focus and clarity, steady and calm energy, and these benefits have built up over time. If you're looking to improve your focus and have sustained energy throughout the day, I've got a special offer just for you. Go to magicmind.com forward slash streamcastmedia to get your hands on the drink that will help you smash your goals in 2024. If you use the code streamcast20, you'll get 20% off your purchase anytime. This deal is for listeners of our show who want to take their productivity and focus to the next level this year. The links I've mentioned will be in the description. Something else that's really important as an entrepreneur is innovation, creativity, and luck. Now, you need to recognize that creative thinking and problem-solving skills are one of the key things that you can have as an entrepreneur. And obviously, you will build these things up over time. And depending on what industry you're working in, the elements of creativity you might have there or the ability to solve those problems comes with the experience and comes with over time. But again, if I kind of go back to what I was saying just before this about being adaptable, creative thinking is a way of thinking, how can I do more or how can I do the thing I want to do with what I have now? How can I solve this person's problem and get, you know, money from them? But yeah, realistically, success often comes from embracing what makes you different and using it to your advantage. Smaller teams in a startup may experience advantages in communication, decision-making and flexibility. And in this case, with what I'm saying about creative thinking and problem solving, innovation is a lot easier if you've got less people to kind of discuss something with or less resources to draw on. And again, creativity comes in in that case when you've got less resources to draw on. But the thing is, the one thing that you can't really prepare for is luck. And Luck plays a vital role in the success of business ventures. It influences timing, market trends, and unexpected events. But 
Luck favors the prepared among us. And if you're not doing the work or already innovating, already doing creative things, luck cannot strike for you. If you're doing what everyone else is doing, if you're thinking how everyone else is thinking, you will get what everyone else has got. And if not less of that, because now there's more people doing that thing. But if you're innovating, being creative, daring to do something different, luck is just around the corner. And obviously, like I said, you can't plan for luck. But if you're doing things that are different, luck is more likely to come your way. Any story of successful entrepreneurship, any entrepreneur who has sold or started a big business, luck has played a factor in that. Airbnb, did they know that people wanted to stay in other people's houses? No. Did Uber really know that people would want to take cabs with, you know, one, people that they didn't know, to a company that doesn't really exist, it kind of just meet, matches a rider and a driver. No, they didn't, but they took a chance, they put the hard work in and luck favored them. They were lucky that people wanted to use these things. And I'm not saying to create a product without a, a market or without a demand. What I'm saying is you have to try something different in order for luck to benefit you. And luck is something that can kind of be reverse engineered due to having unique life experiences. You know, Bill Gates had an early exposure to the computer program that his either mum or dad worked at, and he gained a significant advantage that played a crucial role in the success of Microsoft. Bill Gates was, you know, basically a kid playing around on world-leading computers and all that kind of stuff. So that was his unique experience meeting his luck and as well, he was being adaptable because back then people were not viewing computers like everyone else was. And he used his innovation, creative thinking, and like I said, an element of luck to start a business that everyone knows now. So your unique experiences could be something that only you have been through or something that only you really understand that has a worldwide appeal or an appeal to other people who may not be thinking entrepreneurially. Consider uncommon experiences you've had or challenges that you've had and their impact on you. Think about your personal life as a unique fingerprint that sets you apart in the business world. And people that face challenges also possess unique problem solving skills, offering them an advantage in the entrepreneurial world. And you would think to yourself, surely the people that grew up with lots of money or lots of resources tend to be the most successful entrepreneurs. Or the people that had the best educations tend to make the most successful entrepreneurs. And that is not true at all. One of the richest people in the world, Richard Branson, is dyslexic. And he turned that challenge into a strength and it contributed to his success. And I'm not going to get into all the details and nuts and bolts of Richard Branson's struggle with dyslexia and all his success and how that feeds into itself. I'm going to suggest you go listen to Founders or how I built this to hear about Richard Branson's story and all that kind of stuff, because anything I could say here is going to distract from what we're doing. And as well, it's not really going to, it's not really going to add much in the, in the sense of how to find your unfair advantage. What I'm going to say to you is think about something that you uniquely struggle with or something that you uniquely know. And that could be the thing that sets you apart. It could be your gender. It could be your socioeconomic background. It could be the part of the world you're from. What's happening where you live that hasn't made it around the world yet? Why? A lot of people have made massive successful businesses from traveling to Asia, seeing that vending machines are massive there and bringing them back to the US or bringing them back to the UK or taking a, a type of food that's available on one side of the world and bringing it to another side of the world. And that's not always the way for things to go because you know things like McDonald's, although you might think McDonald's is everywhere in the world, it has to tweak and change and 
be different for different countries. But again, if you're able to see something that's working somewhere else and take it to somewhere more local to you or somewhere where it doesn't exist already, that can be an unfair advantage. Think about the unique experiences you've had, all the things that you've enjoyed or all the things that you've gone through. How can that be turned into a business or how can that be turned into a part of your entrepreneurial journey? How can that make you stand out from the rest of the crowd? And again, part of being adaptable, part of thinking about your unique experiences and part of your 10,000 hours is having a growth mindset. Having a growth mindset is so important. You need to be able to embrace a mindset of continuous learning. Your commitment to growth is a powerful unfair advantage. Your passion projects can be the breeding grounds for discovering and showcasing your unique skills, but you need to constantly be growing. You need to be learning. You need to see abundance in the world and forget about lack. Honestly, some of the most successful people in the world have a growth mindset and they do not think in a way that there's lack or that they, they can't have things because X, Y, Z. You need to think that there's so much in this world, that things are always growing, things are always going to get better. You need to be positive. You need to have a growth mindset because without it, you're going to really hinder yourself. You're going to not allow yourself to be as successful as you once could have been. And again, like I said there with having a growth mindset, that your passion projects can be the breeding ground for discovering and showcasing your unique skills. An unfair advantage is not about playing dirty, it's about playing smart and leveraging your strengths. Again, everything I've said just before this feeds into itself here. Having the growth mindset, your unique experiences, adaptability, 10,000 hours and networking. It's all part of finding your unfair advantage and it's all part of becoming an entrepreneur. Every entrepreneur or everyone out there has their own unfair advantage that they can use to their advantage. Now, I'm gonna share like a few brief stories just to get your kind of mind thinking about what your unfair advantage could be. But again, I'm not really gonna be giving out like full biographies or full life stories. Listen to founders, listen to how I built this or just Google these people and listen to some podcasts they've been on if they've got a book, I highly suggest you read that. But Steve Jobs, his unfair advantage was being a visionary, creative, and having design-based thinking, always thinking about the end user in mind. His passion for design and innovation was evident in Apple products, and it demonstrated how a passion project can lead to unparalleled success. Again, Richard Branson, he took a lot of risks, he had an adventurous spirit, he had a willingness to embrace risks and innovate. He launched Virgin Records, he's had Virgin Trains, he's got Virgin Mobile now, he's going to space, just like every other billionaire is but it exemplifies the impact of embracing differences and being able to adapt and change. Elon Musk, again, similar things as Richard Branson and Steve Jobs, innovative thinking and relentless pursuit of his goals. He's gone to Tesla and SpaceX and demonstrated how unconventional thinking can revolutionize a business. And we may not agree with what he's doing over at X, but I'm sure five to 10 years from now, if, all the things that he's doing with his different way of thinking and his, his different life mission pay off or look at Twitter and be like, wow, we're so glad it became X. Bill Gates, again, early exposure to computers and programming, his passion for technology played a pivotal role in co-founding Microsoft and shaping the computer industry. And one of my favorite entrepreneurs of all time, Warren Buffett. 
His financial acumen and long-term vision to investing is why he's so successful. Buffett's investment strategies and commitment to long-term goals showcases how understanding the core fundamentals of what makes an investment valuable can lead to exceptional success. So I highly recommend look up Steve Jobs, look up Richard Branson, look up Elon Musk, Bill Gates and Warren Buffett. And you'll kind of get an idea for what their unfair advantage is. And then you can think, okay, well, what's mine? Or how can I take their unfair advantages and apply it to my own life? How can I be an innovative thinker? How can I get access to things that other people don't have access to? How can I invest or start a business in an industry that's investable? All these things will set you apart as an entrepreneur. But one thing that you can't really do it without is without having an unfair advantage. Take the time here to think about what is my unfair advantage? What is my passion or expertise? What can I put 10,000 hours into and really be a success at? Who can I meet? Where would I meet these people? And what can I do for them? How will I change over time? How can I change over time? What can I change about certain businesses that will benefit me and benefit my business? What can I change? How can I think how everyone else isn't thinking? How can I prepare myself to be lucky? What things have I gone through that other people haven't gone through? Where can I be learning? What should I be doing to keep my skill set as sharp as possible? Continuous learning is so important. And also, what passion projects have I either done, doing, or will do that can inform me as an entrepreneur? You need to always be switched on and thinking, but you also really should be taking note of what your unfair advantage is, recognizing it, and using it. So I encourage you to go on this journey of self-discovery and leverage your strengths for success. Thank you again to our sponsor, Magic Mind. They're part of my unfair advantage for right now. A lot of people don't know about them, but I am on a mission to make sure that more people are able to take advantage of nootropics. So please check out the links in the description. Thank you for listening. New episodes come out every Monday. I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Take care.